Welcome, I'm John Lynch and I'm the host of The Discarded Compass, the podcast for the seasoned seeker. If this resonates, please subscribe to us for future episodes. So without further ado, sit back, relax and join me and my guest as we deep dive into the mystery of spiritual enlightenment. So welcome everybody to another episode of The Discarded Compass and Look, I'm just going to get straight into this because this guy's really energetic and he's got a great message too. And uh, I've known him for a while and he's he's going to tell us all about what happened, what it's like, and I'm sure we'll talk about other stuff. Benjamin Smythe, Jack Saturday. How are you? Hey, how's it going? I'm good, good, good. It's, it's great. It's great to talk with you and great to be here, uh, alive and well. Yeah, I love that we get to, uh, I love the technology, that we, you get to sit where you are comfortable in your world, and I get to sit where I am comfortable in mine, and we get to do this. So it's really a great time. Yeah, technology is great. I mean, I got the fire on, I got an open fire, and it's like, oh, yeah. you know, it's like great. It's, it's cool. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. So Ben, um, I, I don't know too much of your backstory about you know where, where you were in life what kind of happened what route you took but I knew you kind of exploded on Facebook years ago and you left the scene and you're kind of back on the scene now you could call it the scene but there's nothing that no other thing we can call it but uh yeah uh what you, you were you were into Buddhism at one stage was that right yeah well in 1995 I found Zazen so sitting and staring at the wall and then that became a part of my world until uh two hours ago. <laughs> I mean, I, I sit every day. I'm one of those. I love sitting still. So I practice in that way. And uh, it didn't help me with anything, but it's, it's kind of the beginning of being right here, which was always the case. So now we get into the kind of paradox of I was always here. I just didn't know it. I thought I was somewhere else. I thought I was really in the story of my life as told to me by my society and by myself. And then I just, you know, no, that's not true, but it fell apart in a kind of chaotic way. And I thought I could share about it and I did. And then I became unreliable to myself. I I have bipolar one. I take an antipsychotic. I have a psychiatrist and I ended up homeless. I ended up uh, needing help from my family and my family has been beautifully helping me and I've been helping them cooking and cleaning and caring for things. And it's a beautiful mutual exploration of who we all are right now. I've never hung out with my father or mother at this age. And so I get to be of service to them. And uh, I don't have kids. I don't want a family. I don't have a complicated life in a certain way. So it's a beautiful um, opportunity to just be here with them and stay stable myself. I go to two support groups a week and I love that because we just sit and do this, you know, just sort of talk about our experience and hear about each other's experience. And it's really awesome. But the unreliability to myself made it so that I couldn't, I couldn't be talking to people about how it is because I don't know how it is. And I thought I knew something about consciousness, but I don't know that either. And so now it's more, it's been interesting. I've had three interviews or three invitations to do podcasts all in the last two weeks. And I'm like, well, okay, I'll do it. And we'll see what happens. But I don't think, yeah, I don't know what anyone could get from it. I assume nothing in a certain way, but I assume maybe for someone else, they're like, oh, maybe I'm not the only one who struggles in this way or 
has had these experiences or whatever. So I'm used, uh, I'm used to being a resource in a certain way. So I'm happy to be that for whoever is listening. I can't help with any big reality pictures, but I can be somebody to talk with. What happens in communication? What happened in communication with you prior to the awakening or the search? And what's communication like now? Well, there was no communication. Prior to the experience for me of disappearing and never coming back, there was no communication. There was just sitting zazen and doing yoga. and, And I was a teacher and a cook. So I went back and forth between these two career professions. Um, But there was no awakening as far as I can understand it now. There was just a guy who was busy doing his thing and feeling really separate. I mean, in the end, it's the separate feeling that kind of defines it. And and then I had a moment that, you know, wasn't personal. I didn't orchestrate. Nothing could have brought it about. And this can't be it became this is it and it's been that way ever since that was 2008 but there's no quantity to it there's no time to it so this is both what this is a way to say it and also it's not actually true so it's it's a bit like people say everything i say is a lie you know it's a bit like that. well yeah or everything i say is the truth for a liar (laughs) love it the way you turn around (laughs) the poet again Uh, yeah, well, that's all we can do, right? Because we're just playing English language games now. I mean, we're just talking English, and this is not an English universe, so we're just playing. And I hope we can play. I, I'm excited to just be sitting here with you, anyway. It's not an English universe, like no. That is like there's there's a lot in that because yeah, make it to be labeled with English words, German words. You know. Sure. What is it? What, what is it? 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 Right. Yeah, what's the, I remember Charlie Hayes said about it was snowing one day. Paul Charlie, God rest him, and uh, mm-hmm. he was looking out the window when it was snowing, and he said, "It's snowing." What's the it? And it was mm-hmm. quite profound. Yeah, if we somehow stop and think, what are we saying? What am I saying? You know? Right, right. The word is not the thing. So I, I just get to do poetry. I never leave poetry because the word is not the thing. The word is not the thing. And we right, like I'm not, I'm not a sound. Like I'm not a Benjamin. I'm not a sound. We know we were named by our parents. And they named exactly what came out, unyet defined. Stamped. Yeah, we find a language after we're born. So that's why it's not an English universe, because we were first. I found the language after I was born. When we were programmed with the language, were we? No, I found it. Really? I found it. I found it. I found it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Nothing programmed me. I found it alive and moving all over the place, but not everywhere. So that's that's the beauty. It's like, oh, there's 6,500 languages, 46 alphabets, and I know one of one. So that's my intelligence. It's almost zero. (laughs) What happened in, in that experience, Ben, if you talk about it, maybe... Could you describe what happened for you that changed everything? No, I can tell you the story and then we can come to the same point, which I don't, I can't move away from, which is I was really depressed, no longer wanting to exist. And I kind of had a plan to stop existing. And then three days before the plan in my head, anyway, I went out under the stars and I whispered, God, and nothing happened. But something happened, and I can't determine if I got an answer or no answer. 
<laughs> because the silence is bigger than my ability to define it. So I just got silence, but it washed out all the sadness to a degree that I was feeling at the time. And the whole sense that this can't be it just disappeared and this is it. And then I was able to talk because I realized, I, well, at that time I thought I could be helpful. So I made videos. I was like, I know, I know. Hey, I know, I know. And then that's the, the me that knows ends up running around and causing a lot of havoc. And then over time, it's like, well, I don't know. It just happened. And it didn't happen because it's past and there are no past nouns. So the structure of the language ends up being where this all happens. And it's not anywhere at all on the planet. Yeah, because the mind works and it's historic, isn't it? It's built in a historic kind of a volume, isn't it? And it labels things historically and, you know. Well, there's something beautiful that we both know that we don't remember this. And so does the listener. Yeah, well, there's a lot. There's a lot that's not known. I have no idea about all this. Yeah, but we don't remember this. Like that the physical nature oh, yeah, of our yeah. somatic life is not yeah. in our memories. That no. feels really awesome. That just, all I have to do is trade places with the historical self and I'm sitting here at the edge of the boat. Absolutely. Well, that's a great place for anyone to start, isn't it, Ben? Well, no, it's the end, too. What the end? Yeah, I was just, as soon as I yeah. said it, I went, what am I yeah. saying? <laughs> but that's okay. They can, you can start here and you start at the finish line. <laughs> what does that mean? So there's no start and finish to anything. Um, you, you can always speak both ways, right? So it's a both and. So both relatively, yes, of course. In a race at the Olympics right now, there's a starting point and there's an end and you get a gold medal based upon time or speed, et cetera. So yes, of course. And absolutely, no one's going to remember that. Well, it's a bit like if you're editing a video of one second where the, the gun goes off in the, the Olympics and the gun goes off and everybody yeah. starts, right? There's a, a, people would think it's a second. But if you if you open that up on on a, a video editor it's like ten thousand miles long right where where is the start there's well, no start to that moment is there it isn't. yeah but there isn't there isn't one because you'd, you'd have to be able to define the event and there's nothing separate from eventing that can define event inging yeah event yeah kind of i think you said that before it was like we're verbs i think it was well there's said. one verb one verb one verb so yeah. right here, you could define what's going on just somatically, talking, sitting, right? There's more than, there's one verb, but it's, it's definable in many different facets. But it's not like it's a different motion. Yeah, but how does it get interpreted then through our senses or through the mind? Which comes first, the feeling, the thoughts, or what begins this interpretation? Well, that's an assumption of interpretation, so we have to go slower. Am I interpreting right now? Or am I just seeing what I'm seeing? Is there a different, is there a second layer or is there just this layer? I think there's just this layer, but I wouldn't be able to show it to you. Like I can't see what you're looking at. There's a point where the conversation breaks down somatically because I'm not you. Yeah. yeah. Right. Like there's a limit to, I can't fart for you, blink for you, breathe for you. You don't see exactly what I'm seeing right now. Like I have a word written right above my camera on my computer. What is it from your point of view? You can't see it, right? No, I have no idea. Right, exactly. So we we're, we're actually separate as nervous systems. Informationally, like current, current consciousness is two. There's two of them. There's one there and one here. And they're having separate experiences. But for the individual, how, how does that interpretation of, of events happen? How are you interpreting it there? Well, with the language, as best as the language can do, I describe the world to myself, both so past, present, and future. 
So prior to language, is there a... Prior to language, there's just this. But we have to stop talking. Hold on, watch. There's just this. And it doesn't have anything to do with vision. So the colors end up being an arbitrary feature of how the photons are interacting with the apparent surfaces such that light is a mirage. You're not seeing me. You're seeing what light is capable of doing on your retina. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh, my God. It's so amazing. Yeah. I'm, not in, I'm not in your mind and I'm not out here. <laughs> and the thing about it is we think we're in control, don't we? I think we are and we're not. It's both. Is it both? Yeah, watch. Right, like I can, I, I'm not, I'm not catatonic, I'm not paralyzed, and I'm not unconscious. So if I need to take a drink of water, if I, but can I choose anything that's happening at present, or am I part of the flow of the universe? Probably the second thing. So you're probably the universe doing a podcast with the universe. Yeah, well, that that's kind of yeah. Okay. Right. <laughs> no so pressure. then there's nowhere we can't go. No because, pressure. <laughs> no, no, of course not, because it's you in a yeah. certain way. I mean, interestingly enough, I, I mean, I didn't know that you'd be coming on the show until probably was it a week or so ago, and you know, it just happened. And but there was some experiment some guy done where some scientists he did a he did an experiment about free will and thoughts, and it came out in the experiment that yeah that they actually found out that he made the decision right six seconds before he actually thought he made it relative to the measuring device. Yeah. Right. So that's a that's a secondary feature relative to yourself. You don't know that. Well, relative to him, I mean, his mind. No, his you're mind saying the machine read that he made the decision six seconds prior. We, we think is accurate. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, right. 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 But see now, here's okay. So here's the machine. Here's me making a choice. Here's the machine telling me that it's six seconds later. And who's this guy that knows all this? <laughs> yeah. Who's the guy? Yeah, the observer and the observer. Right. Right, right, right. We don't know the answer to that. We don't know who's watching the experiment or watching the watcher or witnessing the witness. We just don't know that because it doesn't really register. Yeah, like there's there's knowing, but there's no knower. You know that. Well, way. this becomes tricky. This becomes really interesting. There's there's a there's a place where you can say there's no knowing, and there's a place where it's like, eh, and then you know what you know based upon, like you said, historical memory. Well, there's the presence then. That life force, the presence, there's just presence, yeah? I mean, it can't be turned off or turned on. Right, right. There's no on or off switch. It's it's quite profound, really, maybe. Well, is it profound? I don't know, not really. Yeah, nice, nice, good, good, good. No, it isn't, it's just... It might be completely unimpressive, a universe in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, unimpressive, like deep sleep, and we love it. Uh, yeah. Right. Well, deep sleep's wonderful. Yeah, I love deep sleep. Yeah, deep sleep's a state of liberation. Yeah. Like flight, like skateboarding, surfing, bicycling, flying, like any kind of flight is liberation too. Yeah, extreme sports. You're suspended in the middle between crashing and not crashing. (laughs) Do you think so, between the middle? I think so. I think in flight, in flight, you're in an incredible state. It's really amazing. Skydivers probably can talk about it more than anybody else. Yes. But probably surfers or, you know, anybody who's flying and, and just... There's just a sense of like lateral acceleration over gravity. And some people go to extreme measures to kind of reach that place or to drop into that place or to fall back in that place, whatever way we want it. I can't term it too well. Right. You know, and I, I hope so. Erin Senna did a lap in Monaco and it was an amazing lap. 
he was an amazing racing car driver, but he said he w- I was one with the car, you know, and he wasn't yeah. he was driving by itself. He reckoned mm. it's quite uh, it's quite something. It's quite something because he was a famous ro- motor racer, but you know, mm. it could be quite something as well if you're digging the garden and it happens to you, you know. Sure, taking out the trash, doing the dishes. Even sitting here, like I listened to a a psychiatrist and I think they've found recently that movement itself creates dopamine. So you think of all the people getting dopamine hits on the phone and if they just start dancing while they're doing it, they double the badge. (laughs) 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 That's awesome. It's fun to find that we can make ourselves feel better in the middle of this nightmare. Do you think it's nightmare life, you mean? Yeah. Is it hell? Is this is this hell? Yeah, yeah. This is death life. I, I missed that. This is death's life. There's only one death. This happens to belong to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard that yeah. before. We got it the wrong way around. Yeah, we think this is life's death. No, no. Yeah. This is death's life. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And that's beautiful because then you don't have to do anything. You don't even have to know how to die. Like that's where knowing kind of falls apart in the nature of nature. Because I don't have to know how to do this. To just be something within the sphere of it was once, maybe. <laughs> you can poetically describe things fairly well. I mean, you, you, mm. you've got this colourful speech, this, this colourful way of, of portraying things. Were you always like that? Were you always good with words? Or uh, I've, been, uh, I've been writing as a, since a young person. I found Harriet the Spy, which is a book about a girl who keeps a diary of all the nasty things her friends are doing. And so I started doing that in fifth grade. And that taught me that writing is a world, like you can be in your own world with writing. So language then kind of became a fascination after that. And I'm an amateur everything. I'm like a D plus human being, you know, like I just, I barely know what I love. And so it's, um, it's just the constant tinkering that is the fun part. Like if I, if I do something well, I'm just lucky. But if I do something poorly, that's the average. And that's okay. That's kind of like how it really is, I think. When you mentioned service, I mean, uh, it's coming into my mind because, uh, you know, a lot of people suffer in this world. As you say, it's hell, right? Um, and yeah. people suffer. I mean, nobody wants to suffer. I mean, we don't sign up for suffering, do we? I mean, crikey. Well, um, we don't sign up, yeah. Yeah, I mean, but it, it happened. It, it's there. You know, we got COVID, all that stuff. But you mentioned service. I mean, Things have changed for you now. You're kind of back in the scene, if you don't mind me, don't mind me saying. You're always kind of heavily into service and you used to hold a sign in different countries. And, I, you know, you're perfect and, and stuff. Yeah. And service seems to be a way of kind of preempting awakening. It's like taking something to draw us into line to the natural flow of life or something. That There's something in it that kind of the ego kind of adjusts around is it good for a person that's heavily afflicted or suffering do you think to be of service yeah i i i think i'm not so interesting as the ability to make someone else suffer less like me on top of a mountain by myself in happiness is not as interesting as me with someone else who's sharing the happiness Hmm. and in that way the spiritual search the only thing to find is each other in our little temporary window of passing through the universe, like the only thing to actually find is the sweet fragility and anti-fragility of us. So I think there's something that, you know, Wittgenstein said beautifully, if you want to know God, you, you, you finally die in service. 
I'm not there. I'm not dead in service or anything, but I like that idea. Like that's how you know God is you get outside yourself as a physical creature. Not just I survive, which I have to work on in order to be, you know, you put your air mask on first, don't drown while you're trying to save somebody. But once you have your strokes and you're here, well then whatever little comfort you can provide, that can't be a bad thing in this nightmare. Yeah. I mean, it can't be a bad thing. Because there's nowhere to get to. You're never holding somebody back by being good. There's a natural inclination. It's kind of like we, we think the, the scales are balanced and everything. But when it comes to life, like a, a tree wants to grow the biggest it wants to grow. It doesn't say, I'm going to, well, you know, I, I got low self-esteem, so I'm just going to be a bush. I mean, you know, it, it <laughs> you know, it shoots up, awesome. you know. I know where right. that came from. Actually, you're, you, you're, you're, um, it's osmosis or something's happening here, but it, it, it just shoots up as far as far up as it can go, and it doesn't care about any other trees next to it. Yet at the same time, they reckon they communicate. It's mm-hmm. quite interesting. It's like oh, it's fascinating. Yeah, because the the, we're, we're trying to be the best individually. Yet we're connected. You know, right? Well, that's capitalism. Because we don't share as well as we could, we have to compete with each other for what we all have extra of. So it's a sadness on our part. And you'd be against capitalism? No, 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 no. I'm just saying I think we're trained to think that we must trade for everything instead of give. Oh, well, yeah, the world runs on capitalism. Yeah, but that's okay. I mean, that's part of the, the chaos and the nightmare version of it. Is there any way we can sort of change the hell we're in? No. No. Well, 7.9 billion people, we're going around in circles, right? We're on something that's spinning, <laughs> right? I, I see the sun. You don't yeah. see the sun. <laughs> no. Okay. Okay. So we're on something that's spinning, and we're <clears throat> trying to control where no one who was made on purpose ends up, and we all end up in the same spot. So there's two things that happen. One, we try to make this a special to our experience, mm-hmm. which in one way it totally could be. Because we're the only one we are. Back to you don't see what I'm looking at. So I can't, I can't breathe for you, etc. And in another way, it's too big of a momentum for any one individual to touch. It's like trying to hold back the ocean, trying to hold back the momentum of human brains. Are people trying to find freedom in deathly things? They could, because you can find the edge of dying. You can find like the car driver you were talking about or, or just, you know, anyone who's moving at a high speed or you know you can find the edge of this isn't safe for the body and then that turns the whole system on because the body doesn't want to die well if this is life's death i mean we're in this hell we're all right. so people are searching for happiness and and solace and contentment and to arrive i'm, I'm just finding this so funny as i'm talking about it <laughs> 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 They don't arrive. No one's ever found what you just said. <laughs> Everyone's a bush. <laughs> oh, oh, dude. I love you. <laughs> no, one, no one's ever arrived at whatever that idea was. <laughs> It's uh, it's quite something when it's realized because you don't tell anybody, do you? It's like you kind of, you know, for me, it was like, okay, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm never going to write. Okay, I'm going to keep quiet about this one. <laughs> well, the yeah, the joke is I keep trying to find something to remember. And the thing I don't remember is exactly what's happening. 
Yeah. Like I, like I don't have to. Thing. I don't have to remember anything yeah. because like the body, the body and, is where. Yeah, and the not remember, the not remembering is happening right now as well. Even saying I don't remember is happening now. I mean, th- there's no way out of it, is there? You can't get into it either, can you? Because you're. Well, I don't know what the it is. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. Yeah, in the in that sentence, I don't know what the it is. What's I can't jump. I can't jump to the moon, so there is a physical limit. Do you, I saw an interview where you you kind of went spontaneously into samadhi. What what's that like? Whoa! What interview was that? Oh, it was some clip I have in my head. But I think it was an interview of uh, there was a girl with a video camera, and you were somewhere, and you just just. Oh, I don't know that one. Samadhi's not any different. Samadhi's not any different than if we just stop being English or Irish or, you know, Samadhi's not any different than Irish, Ben. I can't do that. I don't mean it that way. (laughs) I swear. I just mean if we stop being where we think we come from, then we're sitting in Samadhi. But is it bliss? And no, no, it's, it goes, it's. I met you at a satsang in Ireland, I think. It must have been around 2008. And it was interesting because you came all the way from America land, yeah? And to do the satsang... I never moved. Well, you know. Okay, uh, sorry. Yes, you're right. But you got to go along with it because... I do. You're right. I have to play along. I (laughs) love that. Thank you. (laughs) No, you're you're absolutely right. It's a a kind of a game, a a game of playing along. Yeah, I mean, God. So, So we were in Ireland. Yeah, and and we had the satsang. You came all the way forward from the states. Some girl uh, brought you over, invited yeah, you. Yeah, Beth. Yeah, what's her name? Her name was Beth. Beth. Okay, and you sat there in the middle of the room, and you didn't say anything, and then yeah. it was over. And like that's one of the satsangs that I remember. You know. Yeah. And uh, well, there was much said, a couple of sentences, but um, I just shared some. And uh, you were kind of cooking then, weren't you? You're kind of, well, I don't know what that means. Well, kind of immersed in in a new sort of awakening. Yeah, yeah. There was a yep. There's a process, I guess, but there's not, and you go through stuff and just don't catalog it or archive it. Or I can't give any advice because I can't even know where anybody is in the in the appearance of time and space. I don't know where we are. It's Chronos, Cosmos, and Chaos, right? So I don't I don't know where we are. I remember Suzanne Segal, I read her book, Collision with the Infinite, and she, she had an awakening and, and really she was in turmoil for 10, 10 years odd and she got help for it and it didn't work. And, and, you know, so that happened to her and then she went teaching. But at the end of it, she just wanted to sit in the audience with the others. Yeah. yeah. You reminded me of that, yeah. Yeah. Well, if I don't see what you're looking at, I don't have access to reality from your perspective. So there's no way I could teach reality because I'm already absent of it. Of my reality. Yeah. I'm absent of your immediate, absolutely private phenomenological experience. That is not something that's happening for me. So I have my own version of that. So there's no teacher of reality just for this simple kind of headless way, like reason, like my, my, my view is not your view is not your view is not your view. So it's like everything turns round back again and falls into the place it was. It's like the Buddha got up from the tree and just walked off. Yeah. Said nothing. Yeah. Well, tapped out. I mean, you know, there's that famous moment where he taps out. 
Come on, Tom, tell me. I didn't know he tapped out. Yeah. yeah, he taps out. He's sitting there and he's just doing the fight with the Maya and there's all the <laughs> dancers and then the soldiers and the army and the fear and everything. And he just finally just touches the ground like, I'm out. Yeah, yeah. I'm done. You had uh, a tough time. You, you hit the streets, you're homeless and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Were you, were you, did you fall into addiction and 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 was yep. that that was tough going? This is after an awakening. I mean, you're very you're very honest, Ben. I got to say, you know, I I know relatively like, but I just thought, you know, you're you're, you're really honest of where you were and mm, where. Yeah. You were. Well, it really happened. I mean, to in a degree, in a really you know, un unexpected and surprising way, it all really happened. But it's also choices. You know, I'm not going to deny my responsibility. I made choices. I drank. I smoked. I did different drugs and I was just like going into the chaotic spaces that were available to me, not on medication. I've had bipolar my whole life, but I was trying to deal with it by myself. That didn't work. <laughs> so now there's a whole, uh, like I'm in a, um, like a roller coaster, right? And, and once you go around a few times, you get used to where you are on the roller coaster and pretty soon it's a part of who you are. So I'm inside of a schedule like that, a routine like that, support groups and doctor and my family and would it be a 12-step program uh no no because i don't i'm it's hard for me with the higher power stuff really yeah because there's no higher power yeah but like ben hold on <laughs> hold on whoa 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 no no i know go ahead but i this is just this is the this, you know, i like paradoxical stuff but sure. um you know, one, one minute you're having a tough time you're you're addicted to drugs and and alcohol and you're on a roller coaster. It's it's heaven is turned into hell. <laughs> well, no, there's partying in heaven. Well, you know, eventually it, it turns up, yes. doesn't yes. it? Yes, yes, I know. I'm just trying to be happy. <laughs> and then, oh God, yeah, go on. <laughs> so, you know, there's turmoil. There's mental turmoil. And I think in the in the twelve step program, you're supposed to look for a higher power greater than yourself. Right. Where does that leave you then? Right. That's a great question. I don't have the answer. Do you still need help? Uh, I take the medication and I go to the groups. Yeah. And I, I'm paying attention to myself. And do I still need help? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know what I'll do if I, yeah, I just don't know what I'll do. That's what I mean. Like I became unreliable to myself. See, the non-duality crowd's interesting because they want to say no one's there, right? The yeah. idea, the message is no one's here. But they're not catatonic, they're not paralyzed, and they're not unconscious, and they're not in psychosis. So once you experience any of these states, oh come on now, somebody's somebody's here, somebody's here. There yeah. are states of there are states of human experience or not where you're really not there, and you're really like in dire straits. But you, they'd be probably saying you are there because you're going through all those states. So I they, mean, this comes back to the event. Like, if there's an event, who's outside the event determining the event? Yeah. Yeah. It includes our stories and includes everything that we could call a noun. So from the verb, if you see nouns, just remember you're not one. <laughs> it's an interesting place you're in, to be honest. It's, it, there's something interesting about it. It's like, because um, a lot of people suffer, Ben, you know that. Uh, I have, you have. Um, yes. This would be wonderful for someone hearing this to say, yeah, I'm bipolar, my head's cooked and you know i had a spiritual awakening i can't tell no one you know because i'm not awake because i don't behave like an awakened person right so but that's an assumption that you have to be happy or that awakening equals an emotion that assumption is false 
Yeah, we'll talk about that. Why is yeah. that? You know, because you're putting a limit on the idea of unhindered potential. Might be a way to say it, right? This is just potential. It's law, of, law the law of potentiality. I, I kind of yeah, I'm, I'm into yeah. everything about that. Yeah, just this is potential, and it's unhindered by anything, and it can do anything it wants to, and all the emotions are happening while you and I are sitting here. We know that a good percentage of the world is asleep and therefore dreaming shit we can't see. There's another percentage that is wide awake, doing stuff they like, doing stuff they don't like, happy, sad, angry, the whole thing at once. So if you can get over to the moon and watch the planet that we're on, then you get a better sense of kind of what it means to see it from a non-dual perspective because you stop going, well, this one here is happy, so that's it. It's like, no, that's happiness with inside of this one over here who's sad, which is inside of this one over here who's angry. So all motions are happening simultaneously, like all heartbeats are happening simultaneously. So that goes back to the non-duality prize or goal, you know? No. That's, you, it's like, yeah, people are looking for not to be there. <laughs> yeah. You know, and like... Well, there's, no, there's nobody to begin with. This is the hardest thing for the... The seeker really thinks they're there. Yeah. And they think if they find what they're looking for, then they disappear even. I mean, that's the weirdest one. Yeah. And as soon as you go looking for it, you've, you've established a person, you know? Yeah. Well, you, where are you looking from? I mean, the looking is already the case. And then there's this idea, this can't be it. And what's beautiful is the same this can't be it is the answer. This is it. Yeah. The yeah. same this. Yeah. Oh, everyone's looking right at it then. And then nobody's looking it, right at it. Can we hold that one? Because that is... I think the crux of the problem or, or how do you know when you've dropped it <laughs> or no, that never happens, you know? Yeah. No, that, that never happens. The whole idea when someone says I dry dropped away or whatever it is, that never happens. But it happened for you. No, that's the whole point. Oh, <laughs> this is awesome. No, nothing happens for anybody. It's all just the same happening. It's just like you said about the tree. The tree doesn't make itself grow. It's part of the whole thing. It's growing. So the whole thing is whole thinging. This is the whole thing doing a podcast. It's not happened for me separate. No, that's impossible. I'm just, I'm just the place from which this story emerges. Yeah, but that's kind of intuitively known there by you. Well, I, yeah, there's a, there's a memory of a series of events, none of which are central or standard or uh, verifiable, technically. <laughs> Where to go? <laughs> When you're talking, the word freedom comes up, you know, and people would say they're, you know, we're looking for freedom and everything. I want lots of money so I can be free. <laughs> uh, I want to be free from this person so I'd be happier with another person. I'll have more freedom there. I move to a different country. I'll be free. If I drink, I'll be free. If I don't drink, I'll be free. If I take drugs, I'll be free. If I don't take drugs, I'll be free. You know, there's an ideal of freedom. Do we really want freedom if we knew what it was? No. Why would you want everyone you know and love to be dead? But that's selfish way looking at stuff. Oh, yeah. Like, well, if you knew what enlightenment was, you know, like, you'd really think twice. Because you never see anybody ever again. Yeah. You know? And if you ever get a glimpse. Take a picture of it. Well, it's a bit like. Oh no, I'm not going there. I don't want it. No, thank you. It's it's okay. Yeah. It was wrong. 
you're, I'll say this, everyone listening, yourself included, myself included, we're all brave enough to handle the nightmare. That's what a sense of humor is. That's what imagination is. That's what skin is, <laughs> even though it's part of the nightmare. <laughs> we're all brave enough and capable enough to handle the nightmare because we're a part of it. We're monsters pretending not to be monsters. Just like we're fairies and sprites and angels and knights and kings and queens and demons and angels, we're all those things just hiding from itself because you don't know what you'll do. I don't know what I'll do. You're talking to someone who has a chemical leash. <laughs> I'm not saying it's a good thing. I'm not idealizing it. I'm not romanticizing it, but I'm just remember that there's a, there's a whole chemical reality to my experience that yeah. keeps me from engaging in ways that are unhelpful and un, unappropriate and, and chaotic to the degree that I don't take care of myself. So is there a place in the search for enlightenment for, yeah, psychotherapy, psychiatrist? There is, isn't there? No. No? I don't think so. Because enlightenment isn't a real thing. Well, you know, well. You some, would need a therapist if you believed in enlightenment. You need a therapist. I know, but people are like, like Suzanne Sigalbuk for a psychiatrist after her awakening. Sure. Know? Well, yeah. But I don't think, I think we use these terms kind of like we know what we mean. A late awakening and enlightenment and all that. I don't it, think we know what we mean. I, and in that I, way, it's a setup. I suppose, yeah, I, I'm trying to be the devil's advocate. I'm trying to talk from a perspective of what the audience would be thinking. Um, right. But now let's, now let's imagine they're hungry. Hungry for? Yeah. <laughs> for... Here, wait, wait, wait. We're, well, I have a dice with letters on it. We're going to roll for what they're hungry for. Okay, it begins with A. <laughs> a. Um, what's, what's your A? Uh, they want avocado toast. Do you want avocado toast, listener? Do you know, you, I'm kind of feeling hungry now, actually, Ben. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it works. You live a simple life, right? Yeah, my life is, it's not, um, you can't really replicate it. Because I don't have anything. I mean, I don't have a car. I don't have pets, plants, a phone. Relationships, nothing like that. You don't want to get married, and oh no, 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 no. The conventional wisdom is not wise. Um, well, it goes back to like if I'm naturally a pessimist, I'm not going to pretend. I mean, I imagine I could be with somebody who was a pessimist. You could both just be like, "Cool, this is the nicest way to spend the nightmare together." Yeah. But yeah, but that's not, it's hard to find someone who also doesn't want children and is attractive and is intelligent. I mean, those are all, they're very difficult things to find for someone like me that has nothing to offer. <laughs> I think you're being hard. Well, I'm not looking. I'm not looking. I'm not looking. I think you're being hard on yourself. There's always someone. No, 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 no. You know, like. You've never dated me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, you know, um, yeah, I kind of the same route. It's like, yeah, I'm not going to settle you know um uh, yeah i mean it's not like you become a doormat because you become some sort of way awake or something no i really think you just start doing what you really want to do and you just don't get to know what that is yeah same right yeah like the things the things that make us happy we just let ourselves do those things yeah absolutely yeah i had a gift i saw Francis off. yeah <clears throat> say again the handbrake is off yeah. 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 Well, it's also just like you're you're 11 years old again. 
You yeah. don't doubt you don't doubt yourself. You're not yet pu- puberty driven by madness, and you're totally into what you love. Like that's that's it. That's the freedom. And then everybody's just peacefully waiting to go. Okay, well, I'm the one that's going to go do what I want. And then the ones who go do that, they're the ones who are leading a life where they're doing that. And the ones who are waiting to do that are just waiting. No one's coming to give them permission or anything. Yeah, no one's coming to save you. No, and no one, no one authorized reality. <laughs> There's nobody coming to say that's like whoa, <laughs> massive. We'll save you from what? Hold on, save you from what? And that's the good news. Yeah. Yeah. Save you from what do you need saving from? Well, that's the good news. There's, yeah. There's, yeah. There's, oh, sorry. You said good news. Right. Right. Yeah. The, I mean, that, like weighing into it. Yeah. 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 There's nothing to be saved from, and yet there's terrible things that we can fix on the planet while we're here. You know, it's both and. I don't like the word freedom because I used to work with incarcerated teenagers and freedom really applies to you only if you can't move in the way that you want to be physically moving. So if you can walk out, if you can walk out your door without somebody bothering you, you're free. If you don't know that, that's just stupidity. Oh, you mean like freedom from the, the false self? Freedom to move around, freedom to actually move around. That's physical freedom. Well, that's the only kind. Do you reckon? (laughs) There's no mental freedom. There's no mental freedom. There's nothing in it. I know, Ben, there's nothing in there. But like, you know, there could be loads of crazy thoughts here. Oh, that's true. You know? Wow. No, that's really true. I appreciate that. I, I don't know what it's like to be you at a mental level. That's true. So I have no idea how to address that, I guess. It's like two different well, I think looking, we'll, we'll just say for freedom, right? Well, I don't, I guess, I feel like it's a little weirdly preposterous to use that word. Hypothetically speaking, like, I mean. Yeah, just, I just, I just, I just have a perspective that's kind of intimately emotional. When you see people that can't move around, it doesn't matter. I'm just using a perspective. It matters, it matters. Well, no, I'm just, I'm just saying I'm using a perspective. No, about your perspective about the kids. I want to hear about that. No, no, I know. I'm just. I'm using a perspective to try to paint a picture, but I'm really limited in my information about that picture. So I need to be a little like, you're right. I don't actually know. Freedom is probably not a bad word. I just get a little like, no, don't use that one. Because then you're, then you're kind of, not every situation is freedom. It feels a little like evil to say it is. Mm, it doesn't matter. This is all nonsense. It's all me just being nonsensical. No, but like someone that's suffering and they're suffering with, with their thinking and it's killing them. Yeah, well, yeah. This is cool because you really, you really did just help me see. Like, I don't actually know how to address other people's worlds. Huh. Well, that was fun. <laughs> I'll go back to my cave now. <laughs> oh, I don't know. If you don't meditate and sit or journal or dance or, you know, like, don't you have to do things to figure out what you're thinking so that you can play with your thoughts in a smarter way? And I don't know. I don't know what other people do. Mm-hmm. Maybe if we pinpoint the thought that bothers us. But this ends up feeling like okay. homework. What about the I thought? Oh, well, that's the only one there is. So what do we do about the I thought? I mean, No, there's no we that can do something about that thought. What does the I do about the I? The I thought is the I thought. So what does it do about it? This is it. <laughs> I knew I was going to get there. Yeah, yeah. Ah. <laughs> so well, I would imagine. I would imagine as you interview more and more people who 
have a similar linguistic structure in terms of how they like you're just going to have enjoy the jokes the more and more it goes on yeah i know yeah it's great fun by the way you know yeah i would imagine i'd love to hear about it i mean i feel quite privileged doing this podcast i mean during covid i thought i was going to do something but with the title and i I was doing other podcasts and i just morphed into this i get great joy out of it but i'm nervous as hell the lead up to it you know uh i do yeah it's like uh, yeah you know but it, when you're in it doing it it's great yeah yes yeah yeah you don't have to prepare to be who you are yeah and i don't really script it out because it's kind of um yeah what, you know yeah you know whatever you do a lot of writing ben ben you're a creative individual you write a bit don't you i like to write and i like to read and i like to draw i drew you a picture i sent it to you in your email account did you uh, yeah it's in your it's in the emails and um but it's fun. I like I like cartoons. I like painting. I like buto a lot. You know, buto is a, a Japanese form of dance, the oh, dance of darkness. It kind of fits my personality. Yeah. Um, skateboarding. I, I skateboarded today. It was awesome. It was so awesome. But I'm just a guy who's lucky enough to do what he wants. Are we all lucky enough to do what we want? If you really wanted to. Yes. The last part. If you really want it, yes. But you you have to be willing to make concessions along the way for what you own, because it will end up owning you. So we have we all have to figure out how to tinker the survival piece with the stuff piece with the larger society piece, and and in no way, shape, or form have I succeeded at that. In fact, I failed at it. I mean, I I'm 46. <clears throat> I live in my parents' house. It's a wonderful situation, but in the story version on paper, I'm a loser. Like I'm I'm nobody. Yeah, but I mean, that's. that's- relative to yeah well no but i'm just saying there's cultural truths relative to the culture so would yeah. you would you label yourself a failure i mean why yeah why would you do that because there's a moment yeah there's just a moment where i could have made a different choice yeah but and i i, I remember the feeling of making the choice okay well i'll just join in in this behavior because it was happening around me also, you said there's no fixed point in anything, so there's no failure, if that's the case, because it's it totally an erroneous concept that you're a failure. Oh, yeah, thanks. No, really, I, I, thought I, I thought I was failing. I don't actually know, because if from one perspective to the other, I can't speak to both, right? Like, if we're going to do absolute, we can't do relative. If we're going to do relative, we can't do absolute. But if we're going to do both, yeah, if we do both, it's fine. I don't mind doing both, but it, it's all just the language. Yeah, I, I'm just trying to see where it is for you in that place you know um well i don't know what that means but i mean yeah i I don't feel bad i'm coming from my own place i mean yeah yeah i I failed i failed at stuff but what does it mean it means nothing to me so you know i don't i didn't failed. i mean more or less there's a drive like the tree to go forward and do what you want to do right you know Um, yeah i do yeah what next the sign is what's next. I remember you, you used to um, hold the, your perfect sign. Have you got the, your perfect sign there, no? I have one in the closet. I don't have it out. It's too big to fit on. The, if I stood here, you wouldn't really. You got some reactions when you were holding that, didn't you? Yeah, it was amazing. I retired it in that I haven't done it in three and a half years. And I, I, don't, I don't imagine I'll ever do it again. Because you have to let things die, especially good things that you have to let them die because then that's when you get compost. So it was an incredibly strange and beautiful adventure from police officers and, and firefighters and soldiers to gang members 
to little kids, to old ladies, just the good and the bad and the ugly of the world passed right by and gave me exactly what they were in that moment. You know, it was just like plugging right into the whole thing. And uh, I learned so much about people don't matter. They're beautiful, but they're not important. And it's okay. It's okay the way the world is. It's not up to me. I'm not applying to be God's understudy. I'm just here. A little creature with a little nightmare. And that's okay. If love worked, you know, if it, if, you know, people think if we all love one another, that the world would be a better place. But that's been, that's been tried already for ages and ages and ages. Love? Changed anything. I don't mean to say there's not a, 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 that, that love hasn't got its place, but I'm saying right. that it will change the world. Like Eckhart Tolle has like a new world, the plan for sure. a new world, um, a new way of living, a new, like, I'm sure it's been tried before. It, well, never by us. Huh? It hasn't been tried by us yet. Do you think, so you be sort of optimistic? No. I just know factually, data-wise, we, we can't say that anything is yet concluded, including our failures. <laughs> I don't, you know, like I don't know enough yet to say this is what happened. When you're talking like that, it kind of brings, it just brings me back to this place and it opens up, you know. There's an opening every time. Um, yeah. Well, we're both sitting here and we both don't remember this. Yeah. So there's something elegant about us subtle sublime etc as creatures that we can deny ourselves is fascinating that we exist to say we're not <laughs> Woo! <laughs> uh, do we take life lightly we do the we ends up being 7.9 plus or minus billion all in motion at once going through etc i just so, asked instead <laughs> i just don't know how to answer that one yeah are there general trends of patterns that humans fall into that are detrimental to their functioning? Probably. But can anybody do anything about that besides tinker with their own life? Probably yeah. not. You see, Ben, it's a bit like enlightenment, isn't it? Like, you know, people go looking for enlightenment. The Buddhist guy, the Buddha went looking for enlightenment and he got up from under the tree and just walked off, you know? Uh, yeah. And like, it's the booby prize, right? I think the Buddha says, I mean, it doesn't matter that it's the Buddha, but the Buddha says, uh, Supreme Enlightenment, I found Supreme Enlightenment and it was nothing. And that's how I knew it was Supreme Enlightenment. You know, it's like prior to, prior to going on the search, you, you are the answer. So the story spins out. Well, you can't do anything about it. I mean, try to do something that isn't the universe. Yeah, but the story, what I'm saying is that kid that's in prison, that's what's happening there. I, I mean... You know, yeah, there is, yeah, you know, and it's hell for him. But uh, at the other end, you got some prince living in Kuwait, yes, yes, running around in a Ferrari or something. And, and right, so, so keep going, keep going now. Go out to Saturn, <laughs> well, no, really, know, like go out to Jupiter. Well, Elon Musk is getting to Mars, he's starting with that. No, he just wants to build the first cemetery. Yeah, you see, you're looking at it at a different perspective. I mean, we're all running into the grave, aren't we? Well, this is the, yeah, this is the grave's party. And when that's known or seen, sure, the handbrake can come off, can't it? It can be released as such. What well, 
There are no breaks, right? Well, yes. So yes is the answer to your question, and there are no breaks. Yeah, but that's okay for you to say, someone would say. I know, I know, but I'm supposed to say it because they're, I have peers. You know? I have peers. They're going to attack me if I don't say it right. <laughs> You've heard these people. you got to watch out. And they're okay. I, I like them all. They're cool. They're cool. I know, I do too. I love them, actually. I've never heard Ariana oh, Reflex. Yeah. I like saying that as her whole name. Even but, the uh, ones, huh? There's Sorry. something so there's something so delightful about her then and I was really appreciating your interview with her. Who is that? Sorry. Oh, Ariana. Ah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Delightful. Yeah, just she's uh, just right there. I mean, she's just sitting right there. Yeah. Uh but her comment about watching the birds, that's so cool. Because that yeah, it's like that's a that's a getting outside of my Would you sit for long, Ben, during the day? Do I sit for 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 long? Would you spend many I, hours? I roll dice every time, and I change the time every time. When you're sitting. Yeah, so I roll, and then it's like twelve minutes. Okay, tomorrow it's fourteen minutes. Like I don't want to know the same thing every time. Okay. Yeah. And then I just set a timer. Right, stopwatch style, and then I just put it to where I can see it, and I just watch the time die. <laughs> that's quite fascinating because usually we're running around going i've only two minutes i've only right. one, i've only five right. seconds you know like and you watch it die yeah just watch everything just disappear second by second it's so wasting awesome. time ben are we in time but you're wasting time is what so no is. no 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 there's no time to waste so why are you rolling the dice <clears throat> I'm not because that. i remember myself and I don't want to. Well, that seems like a lot of people would think that too, probably. I don't want to, yeah. It's, it's really, is it hell being in the body? No, it's hell believing you're in the body. Well, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. The body is, the body is heavenly. It's just hell believing you're in it. What's that belief? Because you must... Oh, believe- I think that's a linguistic, I think that's a linguistic trick. But I also think because we can hear ourselves talk to ourselves quietly, we think we're inside. But that's the body talking. It's so obvious the body's talking. Because where's the other guy? Yeah. Right? Where's the guy that's inside who's supposed to be doing the, the jaw moving thing? There's no such thing. So all these bodies are right here at the edge of memory, at the edge of culture, at the edge of story, prehistorical fundamentally. And then there's this amazing story that we tell of what happened. And we don't know. We make that story up right here at the edge of we haven't been here before. We're reverse engineering our own story from the place that we're falling through. (laughs) Think of the the age of the universe. The most recent age is the oldest. Right? 10,000 years ago, the age of the universe was not what it is right now. It's all a story, though, my point being. It's a story. It's a story. It's a story. Being written. Yeah, by us. Live collectively, chaotically, like it's one big zine or pamphlet or magazine or poster, even like we're just making the craziest poster no one ever sees. The whole world's a stage. Yeah. And you are the wood. You got to hold up all those feet. (laughs) (laughs) And there's no choice. I mean, when it comes to choices, there was no choosing for that form to be that way, this form to be this way. Right. 
No. I had a beautiful, oh yeah, I think I said it. I saw, I got to see Francis Lucille speak in 2007. And this really, to me, it helped. I know I'm not supposed to say somebody helps, but it helped me to hear him say, I asked him, I said, how does choice work there? And he says, oh, I've never made one. And that was my hunch. Like I kind of had the felt sense, like I'm not making choices. This is weird. And then he said he loved to play tennis. And I said, is it accurate to say then that the universe loves to play tennis in that body? And he was like, yes. And right then, then I knew I could just skateboard the rest of my life. Right then, like it was just like, oh, I don't need to do anything other than what I want to do because it's the universe's love that I'm denying when I don't do what I want to do. Mm -hmm. If it's not terrible. I mean, obviously there's a spectrum. But... So I, that, that, I walked out of there like, that was the last time I saw anybody. It was so helpful. And did you have teachers in your life, Ben? I had one gentleman. Uh, he was an ex-heroin addict, one tooth, graduated from the eighth grade. Uh, he had an out-of-body experience during a car accident, quit heroin in two weeks, and then spent the rest of his life being of service. And I got to work with him for four years. He's dead now. And um, yeah, he taught me that it's okay. He taught me a couple of things that are really, I'm still learning. You know, like a good teacher, you don't, you never, oh, I'm done. No, it's like, oh, no, no, no. This is a, this is a lesson that keeps surprising me, and it's really sweet. Um, but he taught me that you have to have a sense of humor, or you'll just, you, you won't even go mad. You'll just become really ugly as a human being. And then he says, you have to make it beautiful. Whatever it is, make it beautiful, because then people want to go near it. And then it's a, if it's of service, they'll hang on to it and use it. So those three things, we were working in a kitchen. So in that way, we were talking about food, but it really applied to everything. So I, 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 he got sick and I took care of him a little bit and, and I wasn't there when he died. I ended up having left that place where we were working, but I always consider, yeah, him, he's the teacher besides some animals that I've encountered, but he's, he's the, the guy that was that thing for me. And yeah, I love him for having shown up at all, but it was very different. He didn't know he was my teacher. You know, he wasn't, he wasn't there saying, hey, I'm going to, you know, he wasn't, he was just a, a human being, being his immaculate self. So I was the one, and this is how I think it really has to work. I was the one that said, well, that's my teacher then. And then I was the one who watched him. I was the one that paid attention to him. And I was the one that started to move around him in such a way that I was able to meet his needs without he asked, him asking me to. You start to pay attention to how someone works and operates. And it's very like lovemaking in that you're really working and flowing around each other. And you could do this with more than one person. You can do this with a team, et cetera. But it was a very, um, yeah, just lucky. Like I just got lucky that I really wanted one and he showed up and, and he was right along my ilk, you know, like just kind of came from a stranger world than I, he was so awesome. He'd walk into a room of people <laughs> and he'd say, okay, let's count the assholes. One one and then he'd leave and you'd never know who it was <laughs> oh it's me right it was like a little zen joke it was a really good little zen stick That's joke good one. i like that what, what, yeah. what yeah what do you his other favorite his, his other favorite was hey quit that breathing in and out <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh what a gift well, keep them coming. 
Give another one. Another one is, um, well, there's these other guys we would work with and he would talk a lot of mad shit about them, but while wow, they were right there. Um, but the, the, what, he used to look at me and go, you know what, this is your face. And he was always the most loving, grumpy, you know, it was so beautiful. It was like the hate man. There's a man in Berkeley who called himself the hate man. And he said, I hate you. And he said it with such fearlessness that it felt like love in a very strange way. And you could walk right up to him and you could be like, you could try it out. Cause he would just sit there and just, I hate you. <laughs> and you felt it. Like you were like, Oh my God, this is awesome. I've been waiting for this my whole life. So Ken was like that. My, my friend in the end, he didn't let me rest, <laughs> but he also said very, very deeply. He said, um, your relationship to the universe is absolutely private. Because I would try to talk philosophy or I'd try to share what I was experiencing and he just would shut that down so fast in such a great way, like so helpful. Like, oh yeah, it's not about me and my experiences. Awesome. Yeah, you did a lot of that in 2008. Yeah. A lot of sharing my experiences? Yeah, kind of. Well, I made a lot of videos for like six years. And then I wandered around and did meetings and stuff. So those were all wonderful. I really enjoyed my adventures. I just I just hit a point where I I didn't want to cause more damage. I don't know how to say it. It's a terrifying thing to realize that everything you think isn't there. And I just, I needed to explore the terror for myself and stop pretending I could talk to people about something I hadn't gone through in terms of the terror. And then I, then I went through terror and that was really helpful because they calmed me down. And that was two, two and a half years ago. I was in the desert and I was sitting under the stars and I was just like overwhelmed with terror, 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 terror. Like I'm going to die terror. I'm going to die terror. And then I threw up just out, spontaneously threw up just right into the fucking sand. And then all the terror was gone. And I don't assume it's gone forever. I don't, assume, but the, the sort of lived sense of terror was gone and I felt really great. And I haven't felt it since like that which is not to say I, I couldn't. So you went through uh, some sort of torture, really. Was it some sort of purification, maybe? I end up thinking, like, it's the endocrine system, and if we get out of the way, the damn thing knows what to do, like, perfectly knows what to do. But we have to be, I, for me personally, and this is not me recommending anything to anyone, this is just me talking about my experience, I had to be willing to have seizures. So I had to, I had to be willing to let the electrical storm slash system change and that is that is a very interesting physiological experience because it's not all at once for me it's not all at once and it's there's no way to describe it and it's scary because you can't ask anybody about it i went to a doctor at first when i started having this traveling sensation that was pain but also something else and i went to a doctor and they did a tube down the throat and they looked all around they said oh there's nothing and that was when I was like, okay, well, I'll just trust whatever this is then. Because they're not finding any evidence, so to speak. So, but I've had, I mean, I've been, I've, yeah, I can, I've had seizures. So I don't, I don't know if that has anything to do with anything either. Mm. Does that make sense? That's what I mean. Like, this is just me talking about my experience. It's not me saying, this is a natural part of your process, you know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's a big danger, the idea there's a teacher of reality. 
so nobody can teach this. I mean, I, I remember someone saying to me once, you know, you can't teach what can't be known, you know? Right. Well, can you teach puberty? No. Can you prepare someone for it? No. Can you tell them a little bit about it? Yeah. Yeah. That's about like this. And it's the same kind of physiological thing. It's, it's puberty. But it's like cultural puberty. But people can get pointers like you got Zen pointers. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I agree. I think, I think there is a skillful way to proceed that isn't just the radical denial of things. I think people can, I think people can do things. I mean, I'm a taboo in this way in, in the non-dual community, but I think you can do stuff if you're willing to be the only one. I think you can find things out, but you have to be really, really brave in terms of going through experiences with no guide rails, which is already what this is, <laughs> yeah. right? Like we're blind and we don't have a cane. <laughs> so who can help who? I mean, right. But the, 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 here, the way I think of it is we're all in a river and we're all in inner tubes with our feet up, getting sunburned, and there's a waterfall and everyone goes over. But there's a way to make the inner tubing experience a little bit more comfortable. It doesn't have to be hell, even though we're trying to make hell comfortable. So I think, I think there is a way to help each other not wake up but relax and be comfortable enough to let the terror happen and the, and the physiological thing. Like you have to be willing to go through things that you're going to make you run to the doctor and you should run to the doctors. I mean, I'm not an expert on anything to talk about this, but if you get sensations that you don't understand, well, maybe go to the doctor. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But if they don't find anything, maybe be brave enough to see what else happens, you know? I don't know. I got I don't like talking about this because I can't be the I can't be a standard experience for anybody and so I don't I'm not I'm not a medical expert in any way shape or form. It's a bit like, you know, you're unique and so is everybody else. Absolutely. Yeah. Not special, totally unique. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that no one shares your point of view at the moment. Isn't that wonderful though? I mean, who Yes. I I think it's heaven. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, it could be hell. Yeah, well, hell is private. It could be, well, yeah. <laughs> Here, you go through hell, I'll go with you. <laughs> <I'm a kid. laughs> uh, this heaven and hell thing is quite trippy, actually. Sure. Well, it's optimism, pessimism. It's good, bad. It's all these dualities. It doesn't really, it's not really here. It's just a way to say I like it, I don't like it. And then between I like it and I don't like it, it's, it's neutral, you know, you don't care really. What's next for you, Ben? Books? Catching stadiums, this. Stadiums. Yeah, right. No, 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 no. I'm I'm hoping that I'm hoping that people actually hear me enough to not come f try to add me to their collection. <laughs> right? Like no, I mean I, I'm happy to be available as a mouthpiece of an experience. Maybe it's useful, maybe not. Probably not. But nonetheless, I don't I, I'm not I can't yeah. I'm not available as something you can add to the collection and then and I don't run a business doing anything. I don't take money at all anymore. I have enough money, so I don't, I don't touch it. 
So I'm I'm happy to just freely be here to chat with whoever, but I don't know. I'm gonna do Advaitaholics Anonymous podcast in March. And I'm gonna and that's gonna be awesome because he's 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 a different mind altogether. And I appreciate him. He and I have talked once before. Um and then I'm gonna do the philosopher and the monk, which are these guys, James and RJ. And they're they're back east. And that is gonna yeah, that's all in the next three weeks or something. So those are the only, I mean, I look forward to these conversations because as I was explaining it to Shiv, like I practice these conversations in a drama therapy, playful like way to learn what else I can think and say for hours before we have them. Like you talk about getting nervous before them. I've been talking to you for like 40 hours. (laughs) Yeah. So now I get to talk to two other people that are imagined in my head for the next three weeks. And then I get, and it's so fun because I don't know what I'm going to say. And I'm just go off on these walks and I just talk to myself and I enjoy the idea of having a conversation with the ghost of you, which is what it's been up until right now. Yeah. And now you're here and it's like the same ghost and that feels really great. It's quite, it's quite, it's quite normal. I don't know what it's like. Yeah. You know, trying to describe life. I mean, how can you like, right. From a body's perspective or from memory, you can, but. Well, you can describe sensations if you had to. But you get tired of that, don't you? Not for a million dollars. Yeah. Right. Like the proper motivation, you can do anything. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. Motivation. So do you think motivation is, is quite important? Is quite what? important is that important um i i like i like it i don't know if it's important but i i like the idea that i can know why i'm doing what i'm doing i can know what i'm up to right like you know what you're up to Mm. you know your bigger vision for what you're doing no one else has that vision but you have a little blueprint for your life so do i even if it means i'm going to walk the dog later (laughs) or go skating or whatever get ice cream i still have this little blueprint for where i'm going I don't know if I get there, but it's totally a map of some sort, you know, and it's like we each have one of those and we know what we're up to. We know what our internal reason for doing things is. Yeah, we do. Most of it's survival and money. And that's that's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, it's just the idea of comfort outside of ourselves. So then comfort within and then the whole thing goes back to the inner tube. If you're comfortable in even though there's nothing in and you're comfortable out, even though there's nothing out, well then you're chilling in that inner tube, enjoying the ride. You can't fuck it up. I mean, I just have to say like, you can't make a mistake. It's impossible. So you can't get life wrong. Like, you know, well, you won't be remembered at all, even by yourself. So it gets back to like, you know, life is coming, isn't it? You know? Yeah. Well, life is this word we try to use to talk about something we really don't know because we are it. Yeah, and we yeah, we get neurotic about the future, apparently. Sure. Well, the future is the most interesting place I've ever heard of. <laughs> We're going to die there. <laughs> well, uh, I'm being playful. I'm just kidding. You're, you're outside the inner tube. You're outside the tube, and you're kind of, you know, you're kind of in a better place than everybody else is, you know? Oh, uh, I don't know that. I don't know how that is. But I can, I can only, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how the comparisons like that really matter or can be made because you could imagine someone somewhere who wants your life, just the one you have right now. They're in a situation where if they heard about your situation, they would be like, Oh my God, can I have that? So I think that's true in a certain way, except for real big fringes on both sides. I think humanity itself is kind of like really interchangeable. 
if we heard about a life we've never even known could be possible, you know, like that's the, the juice and the joy of novelty is oh, a new life, a new, a new what? You're an option. Holy shit. Look, you're an option. You know, like that's the beauty of traveling. It's the beauty of staying open. It's the beauty of education and just exploring and reading new things and doing new things and staying inside of the like, I don't know what's here. Why am I pretending I'm going to conclude all this? It concludes for me, you know, like. Potentiality, isn't it? Yeah. Like constant potentiality. Sorry, what was the last part? It, the potentiality is, it, it's not like historic. It's like, or right. futuristic kind of a view. It's like a happening of potentiality. Yeah, it includes my ability to tell you about what I did yesterday. That's part of the potentiality, but that's not a visual event. That's quite fascinating, yeah. It's beautiful. The nervous system is already awake, and all we have to do is get really close to it, and we're, we're right on top of it, and then we're it. And that's always been the case. So it's, there's no way you can fuck it up. You just have to be really disinterested in other people and how they're functioning. How are you functioning? And then that that's the whole homework that isn't homework because it ends up being an art project <laughs> for an audience of no one. Oh, <laughs> bummer. We're not going to remember we did this. Oh, doesn't it feel like that's a crime? All this amazing beauty for nothing, but also all the suffering for nothing. And that's useful. But at the end of the day, it all goes in the bin, doesn't it? Yep. One big bonfire. One. Boom. But really, at the end of the day, I think I go to sleep. <laughs> I don't know yet. Do you believe in reincarnation? <clears throat> no, 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 no. Because that's the idea. There's something in the body. So there's, there's nothing in the body. Elan Vital was disproven, I think, in like the 19th century. And it's one of the harder ideas to get rid of. Because it makes we really feel like there's an energy in things. But that biology is known that that's not true for 100 years at least. So we, we're, just, we're just slow, humanity. But we're getting there. We're taking our time. You know, there's no rush. There's no rush. Like for you. I mean, you're trying to waste. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, yeah, yeah. It's, it's an unfair statement in that way. What's next for you, Ben? Just your blueprint of the future? That little map? What is it uh, when it comes to spirituality as such? We're just gonna oh, I, I just have those two podcasts I'm going to do, I think, if I live. And then uh, that's it. And then I'm not going to say anything for a little while and see what happens. Yeah. I'll, I'll probably get a couple of emails for a little while. And I mean, I don't know. I actually don't know. Yeah. So I don't, I don't have an idea. I kind of hope the same thing for all of us, you know, that we just, we just sort of, I look forward to the unknown. Oh, I look forward to the unknown. Yeah. Okay. All right. But it's not any more complicated than going downstairs to get a soda and, saying hi to mom and playing some Scrabble. And, you know, like my life is, it's really simple. It's just the neighborhood and, you know, you have a neighborhood, et cetera. Yeah, simple. So, yeah. It's simple. Someone asked Gary Snyder once, they said, how famous do you want to be? And he said, five miles. <laughs> like, that's the best answer I've ever heard. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I want, I want my neighbors to know me so they can come and say, hey, how's it going? And we do. There's a, there's, it's a lot. There's a 200,000 people, so you don't have as much of a small feeling. I used to live in a small, small place, and that's really different. But, but 200,000 is beautiful. You, you, know, you start seeing people on your walks, and everybody sees everybody doing their thing. What's next for you? No idea. Well, I got yeah. the movement like you. I have some plans, some big plans, some small plans. Yeah. They're just plans. I mean, I don't project into them. 
you know they can be adjusted and yeah it's fine i'm okay with adjustments cool if i have a really important idea or plan you've got to really try and make that blueprint work which is quite fascinating too there's a challenge in that which i i really like it you know um yep. it's like can i make this blueprint stay like a blueprint you know yeah it's like no it's like yeah you know <laughs> you know right, right. <laughs> well i'm i'm drawing it as i go yeah yeah so that's that's the fun part it's like i got the eraser and i got the pencil and it's like okay let's see here oh yeah this yeah it's like oh that. no not this okay this oh not that okay this comes along and goes you can't do that they rub it out it's like mm-hmm. right. okay we draw around it yeah, yeah that's it yeah. never give up until you actually know you have to on that note ben yeah we it's been great talking to you um it's good to see you and uh, yeah you're well and enjoying life you know yeah thank you so much it's a pleasure to be able to talk about the strangeness of all of it and i appreciate your time and your you know your your work you're sharing with all this beautiful people just talking about life and it's really fun so thank you very much i've had a nice time hanging out with you these last couple of days same here as well and yeah. hopefully we'll have you on the show again you know sure yeah on whatever works <laughs> put it on the blueprint yeah yeah right Yes, well I'm open I'm happily happy to be on anytime. Ben, thanks very much. Take care, bud. You too. Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining us on our podcast and we very much hope you enjoyed us. If you did, please subscribe for more on your chosen platform. And also if you'd like to keep in contact, please hit us up on social media. So folks, until next time, please take care and we hope you join us soon.